right now. What up, what up, what up? Uh, sorry, sorry. Right, welcome, guys. How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming. And you want to introduce your manager here? Or your uh, training coach. partner? Your coach. Sorry. Coach Mike. How you doing, everybody? Mike Davis. Mike coach Davis. Mike, how are you? I uh, can't complain at all. No complaints. Thanks for coming. So you got a big week coming up. We do. Seven days out. Um, my third pro fight at the Gary McBride, at, in Gary to McBride Hall. So, so uh, right now. your amateur record is it's it's fast. Yeah, if you check box rec, it says like forty something, or what does it say? No, the the box rec was twenty seven and four. Yeah, twenty seven and three. False, false, false. So it's actually like forty three and seven. Forty three and seven. Yeah, yeah. Fifty fights. Yeah, about fifty fights. Mm-hmm. And so I also was reading that um, you're trying to get into an Olympic qualifier. Is that passed, or are you still yeah, working? Yeah, no, well, yeah, once you turn pro, you can't go back. Okay. Yeah, so. So once you sign the pro contract, ultimately, the, the Olympic dream is done. Yeah. Now it's time to right, right. To, to put in work, per se. Pretty much, into yeah. the big leagues. Like, I went to the qualifier, um, I think it was, like, in April. Mm-hmm. And then I came up short there, and... Um, I was going to do another one. They'd give like a second chance or something like that. Or there was like one last qualifier in October. And I was just like, it was like four months out maybe or something like that. And I was like, dude, I can't, I just, I'm ready to go pro. I've been amateur for like nine years. You're young though. You're 25? Yeah. 25. Yeah. 24. But I don't know. It's just. 24. 50 fights and you're 24. Yeah. I mean, just, more than 50 I mean, now. There's, there's kids with way more fights and younger than me. Yeah. You know, just how busy you are. I didn't fight that often for like the first three years. Hey, while we're talking, no, no, why don't you uh, show his uh, his last fight? Kevin Brown? That is his name. Kevin Brown. It doesn't matter. It's I think win, it right? is. Anyways, <laughs> it was a, no, no, it's no disrespect to the opponent. Yeah. People ask me like who it you fight. I'm just like, I don't know the name. I just know how they fight. Yeah. I just need to know how you fight. Let me see see some clips. Yeah. But, um, yeah, first round. He was like a last-minute change. We had um, can we talk about this? I, I guess over so, you can. Like yeah, whatever. So like, I was I was scheduled to fight an opponent, original opponent, one sixty eight super middleweight, where I fight at, and um, guy fell out, didn't show up, or no, it was at a casino, and he just didn't bring his ID. He didn't bring his ID to the casino, <laughs> so he couldn't get into so the casino, bro. So he couldn't fight. He's on a he's on a card. Yeah. It's, oh my it's god. Silly. So, um, they had another guy. He he couldn't come through. So what ended up happening is we took an opponent from another guy that was booked to fight on the card. We took one of his opponents and uh, gave him to me because I guess I sold more tickets. So, okay. and, and, you know, you don't want to reimburse all the tickets I sold the other guy. His opponent, he didn't sell them any tickets. So they're like, no, we'll just take this guy. You give your tickets back. Give them to me. It's kind of it's crazy the way it's run. But um, So this guy ended up being a cruiserweight that I fought. He was like two weight classes up. And I was kind of sketchy about it. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a lot of weight. He had like, I think he had like 20 pounds. But at fight night, you know, he only had like 10 pounds, I think. What weight are you fighting at? 68. 168. Yeah, super middleweight. And the guy, I think, the guy was at, he was at cruiser. He wasn't a big cruiser You're or anything 6'1"? like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. This morning I weighed in at like 165 and a half. Shit. Yeah, that's what, uh, <laughs> that's what I used to fight at in the amateurs on 65. So how does that work? You're, so you're, you're cutting weight for for the fight night before. You, you carb load then, and how yeah, much weight dude. do you put on basically the the, the fight day from weight? And, and then before you answer that, before you started boxing, you were 
I read Chunky 200. That's yeah, what, like, that was right. your interview. I mean, I was starting to get bitch tits, but I wasn't Chunky. <laughs> I was like 200 pounds and like I was 15, 14 or 15 when I started. And um, I wish I had some before and after pictures, but then I cut all the way down to 65, which is crazy. You think like I was fighting at 65, like six, seven, eight years later. But um, yeah. So what's the uh, the the meal regimen for you and then your training right now? Yeah, right now I'm cutting weight. So like, dude, I checked this morning. You know how six percent body fat last night? Mm-hmm. Four this morning. Um, right overnight. now, overnight, wow. just I got like seven days and I have I'm one seventy five this morning, okay. so we're on point. Right. So I got about um, seven more pounds to go, seven days to go. So you just kind of like I try to. I'm trying to get it down to a science. I need to get a professional. Obviously, I'm not a professional nutritionist or anything like that. But um, I do a thing called water loading. So tomorrow it starts. So tomorrow I'll be drinking three gallons of water, like throughout the entire day. So okay. you got to stay by a bathroom, right? Like you can't no no road trip, nothing like that. You can't drive. Yeah. Like you got to stay by the bathroom. Um, Tuesday, two gallons of water. Wednesday, one gallon of water. Um, Thursday, a half a gallon. Friday, quarter gallon, Saturday you weigh in. Now what that's doing is like tricking your body. So your body thinks you have like this crazy surplus amount of water. So you're just constantly pissing, right? Because you drink that three gallons on Monday. And then you start to taper off. But like by Friday, by Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, your body's still pissing like crazy because it thinks that there's that water. You and tricked it. You're eating the same? Not necessarily. You do cut back the meals um, a little bit. You know, I used to starve myself. I used to do it so unhealthy. But not anymore. Now, now I realize like, oh, you can eat. You just have to work a little harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I would be, I had kind of had like a lazier mentality earlier on where I just be like, I don't want to work. So I'm I'm just not going to eat. I just rather put the work in, you know, I just rather work, show up to the gym, work out for an hour, sweat, wear a hoodie, some leggings and stuff like that. And just sweat it out just to go home and eat. So, so you're ultimately flushing your system with the the water load, right? Yeah, pretty much. Which is crazy. Can you think of how heavy a gallon of water is? Yeah, dude. Right. Oh yeah, but it just it just comes right out yeah. of you. Like last night, I went to bed at, at seventy nine, no, at seventy eight, and woke up at seventy five. Like you lose three pounds overnight. Sure. I woke up middle of the night, took a piss. Woke up this morning, took a piss. Like it just comes right out. So yeah, I don't I, I don't trip. Like if I drink that three gallons and I shoot up to eighty five, I'm not tripping. Yeah. It's gonna come right out. I'm anal scaler myself. I know like when I go to bed, it's about three pounds. I yeah. know I'm gonna lose. Yeah, because I'm like on top of that shit. Yeah, because you guys got weight classes right in the taekwondo. Don't you? We don't. No, we no don't. it's age. Right. And in the ATA organization, okay. it's age. But okay. I've just for me, because of all the drugs I'm on now, like the, roids? the prednisone. Can we talk about the that? prednisone? Can yeah. Talk about, talk about the roids? Yeah. Not the roid roids. Corticosteroids. But yeah, it sucks, man. Even on a low dose, I gain so much weight and I got to watch what I eat. So. Dang. Yeah. Not too bad. I know I've got guys. Uh, and my other career that uh, they do water loading for a different reason though it's how you defeat drug tests oh yeah yeah it basically flushes your system <laughs> yeah. so you piss diluted so you get another you get yeah. another chance if you come up diluted so and by the way I'm That's 10 smart. years older than you too so it's Are uh, you really? it gets hard yeah yeah you still got a metabolism I, I used to be 135 in my 20s and good too man both of you guys look young as shit how old are you? I'm almost 40 look good I'll be well, 35 in two weeks 46. This dude looks good. Yeah, he looks but like he's 23. Black, black don't crack. You guys heard us saying. I've got, a, I've got a bunch of lasers that I've got to use to keep my face like this, and I'm still ugly. So <laughs> there ain't nothing I can do about that. Uh, so 
we were watching some video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're doing some training. Uh, no, no. Can you throw that uh, do, video on? Do the Fist of Fury. The Fist of Fury video. Oh, the one with the Dublin bag. Yeah, I'm Dublin. The I love Dragon Dublin. Ball Z shirt. Oh my God, you inspired me. I put one in my gym in my basement. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hear it. Yeah, you. You're lightning sounds like, sounds like a machine gun. Absolutely lightning. Like a Call of Duty game. That's yeah, all. That I, video I, I had a duck and get out of the way. Yeah. Well, like locally went viral. Um, that's my favorite bag to hit. We don't even have one right now where I'm training. We need to get one. But that's my favorite like really? tool. That's my party trick when it comes to like. What were you doing? You know, like speed bag, yeah, drop right. rope. Or I got that ball with the string on it. I, got, I bought that too. I got that I one. I can't do it. You can do it, dude. Just, I mean, I can do it, but it just takes so long for me to get the... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that's my, that's my favorite thing to hit for sure, hands down. I think I mastered that when I was a kid. Like when I first started. I like, this thing's cool. It is. Yeah. It's awesome. Man. So, so, Mike, I'm going to switch over to you. you. You catch the hands every once in a while, right? From mm-hmm. Caleb. What's that like? What's, what's it like catching it on... On the mitts. Um, I first I had to adjust because he was like, I would have to say the fastest person I done caught the mitts for. So it took me a, a while to get his rhythm. But once I got the rhythm, then it's kind of, I won't say it's easy, but you, it becomes um, the norm. Right. But he will punch you in the face a couple of times. Yeah. Dude, it was an accident. <laughs> and essentially what he's throwing, you're throwing, right? Um. Not necessarily. Yeah, dude, you got some skills. Don't downplay it. Well, I'm just he'll saying, if, like, if, like, if he's throwing, you know, one two, you got to throw, throw the one two fast. to catch it, right? right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, you don't have to fully extend it. No, let's not hype him up too right. much. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> we the product. Keep, <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep some humility no. here. No, he's dude. He's a badass on the mix. Took a took a took a little a little learning. Um, I had a guy named Mike Surreal. He taught me. I just do the basics, and then he one day he told me, "Well, won't you throw a punch?" And then when I threw the punch, and then it just kind of just opened my mind to I was like, "Oh, I could do this and this." And so I practiced with my kids, all my kids. I was like, "Come here!" They're like, "Come on, Dad!" And I come on. So I get them for rounds, and then it just kind of started making more sense to me. So now I kind of okay. understand. How long you been in the game for? Um, I started coaching in two thousand six. Wow. Yep. Nice. And did you compete as well? Well, I competed two fights, and I lost them both. But I guess they say those that can't coach. Just and those, yep, and those that can't <laughs> teach, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's a, he's a hell of a teacher, man. I, dude, like, since we've been working, we started working, what would you say, um, right after my third Golden Gloves, mm-hmm. or a little bit before, probably like two weeks before that was, the finals was in May. Three times. Golden Glove champ. Three times, baby. Three P. Um, dude, like, he's made me such a better, not just a better boxer, just a better athlete, like, overall. Like, the way I think, the way I approach training, my mentality. Um, so you said in – go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You said in an interview that um, you didn't think of yourself as athletic. No. What did you mean by that? Like, I played sports growing up, and I was never the fastest kid. I could never jump the highest. I mean, I just got fast hands. That's it. I mean, that's pretty much my gift. Well, and you can I see. Think, I think. I, yeah, yeah, vision. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have some good reflexes. But I'm not, I'm not like a LeBron James type athlete, I guess you could say. There's, like, fighters out there that are, like, just ridiculous athletes. And then, but a lot of those guys kind of lack in, like, the IQ division when it comes to boxing IQ. 
or oh, yeah. like fundamentals. And uh, I was kind of that fighter for a little while until I started messing with Mike. And like now, you know, I'll keep my hands up, be a little bit more responsible with certain things, defensively responsible. I jab way more. Do I never even jabbed? I never jab. So, I watch my old fights. Dude, I never jab. Coach Rick got all over me. He's like, man, you got to work on that jab before you do anything <laughs> that's else. That, that's that punch, bro. It sets everything up. I mean, never even jab. Now we do like, we'll do like a 50 jab drill. And then at the end, it equals up to like 2,500 jabs. I mean, at the end of the thing, your, your arm's like going to fall off. Oh, yeah. But now it just, just, you could rest on a jab. I had a coach tell me that when I was coming up. Coach Cash. Shout out to Coach Cash. He said, um, you should be able to rest on your jab. And I remember just being tired. I'm like, dude, how, how do you rest, rest on a jab? On a jab? Right? It's a punch, dude. And now I understand what he means. But you got to throw a shitload of them before you just get it to where it's just reflexive. You, you don't even got to think about it. So arguably that, you know, that the boxing IQ is, uh, that's one of the key components to being a s- successful fighter. Yeah. Is, you, you know, it, it, there's only so much phys- physical prowess can take you. Right, mm-hmm. and being you can be at the top of your cardio game, but if you, you're slipping on some movements, yeah, you put drop your hands too much. Yeah. So, what? How did that evolution come? Just did you you take a couple hits and say, "Well, I'm not going to do that again," or it does it just come from just all the fights that you have from the experience? I think a little bit of both. I do. Um, who said? I think Floyd said this in an interview. He said you got to have like. You gotta have there's three things you gotta have. You see, you have a chin, you gotta have a heart, and you gotta have a brain. So meaning like you gotta you gotta be fuck, you gotta be gritty. Sure. You gotta be tough when when it comes when it going gets tough. You gotta be able to go bite down. You gotta be smart. You gotta have some IQ, and you gotta be able to take a punch. I got all three of those things, and my IQ is growing. That's the cool thing. Like your heart. I mean, you could you could develop that over time and stuff, but your chin is just your chin. I feel like I mean maybe it gets tougher. I don't know, but IQ that's steady growing. I'm always gonna keep learning. That's always gonna keep going. Um, growing up, but sure, and you're only in your twenties. Yeah, mean, I mean, it, it took me to my mid thirties before I, I realized that I actually have a brain to use it. <laughs> so you know, I, I went through my half my life fucked up. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it, it, there is an evolution to it as, as mm-hmm. you're as you're mm-hmm. aging uh, as well. What's the life expectancy? Where, where do you see yourself in in five years? And after you answer that, I got a couple things to follow up on with that one too. Okay, um, five years. Where's Caleb Hernandez in five years? Oh man, um, still fighting. Still fighting for sure. I try to. I don't know. I definitely want to go down other avenues though. I guess it's something I kind of want to talk about on here too. Like I'm not one of those people that's just like, I just wanna. I just wanna box and, and think that you could just keep doing it right. and just keep doing it. Keep doing it. like there's a there's, there's a time an expiration limit. date yep, on absolutely. this. We can't do it forever. This is like not. This isn't. This isn't like. Um, I don't know. It's just a really grueling sport. So. You take a lot of punishment, and your body can't withstand that for super long. So I don't see myself doing this in my mid-30s. Honestly, if 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 I'm lucky and if I'm smart and I have the right people around me, i got to stress that. you got to have a good team. Certainly. You have to have a good team. People, I, I hang around with people way smarter than me. <clears throat> so they're doing good with that. But, like, I would like to be done by the time I'm, like, 30, 31, 32. Okay. And I know people seem to say it's like crazy. It's like, why? If you're making a lot of money, hypothetically speaking, if you're making a lot of money, why would you walk away from it? It's like, <clears throat> this is just another chapter in my life. Sure. You this, can't... Isn't, this isn't it. Like, you see so many fighters that, like, stay with this, and, and, and they do it they do it longer than they should. And then, they, I don't know, something happens. Like a, like a switch just flips. You lose that edge. So you what's, lose that edge. What, and you, and you'll talk to them, and you'll know. 
you'll right. be like, dude, you're, I don't know, like I'll see, I'm not going to throw names, I'm not going to name drop, but I'll be talking to somebody, see him a few months later, I'm like, oh shit, dude, something happened. You fell off. Something happened right. with you. You're speaking a little bit slower, you're doing whatever it is. Right. And so, some guys will be young. So what's your dream? <clears throat> My dream is to be successful in this, to be as successful as I possibly can be, um, and then just to go down other avenues and... um do you know what those are? Travel. Yeah, you I want to travel a lot. You said that twice now, so I'm Avenues, curious. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Avenue guess, here? Like, is MMA No, somewhere? no, dude. No, 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 no. no. Not I'm going to chill. <laughs> I'm going to get lazy after this. I'm going to work real hard in my 20s, and then 30s, I want to have some shit figured out. Financially stable, um, buy some properties, maybe open up a gym, get an RV, maybe just travel, just experience and live life and do stuff that makes me feel free. I already feel free. I really do. I feel... The work we put in sucks ass, right? Like, it does suck. It, it's, it's a battle every day. But, I'll be, like, I'll be thinking, like, we were running at the dunes the other day. It was that day that it was, like, 20 degrees. Well, it was actually, like, 30, but the wind made it feel like it was, like, 15, 20 Always. degrees. And, like, we're right on the beach. We're running the dunes in Chesterton. We're running down the hill, and the waves are huge. It's so windy. And you can see Chicago in the distance. It's, like, this gray, like, gothic vibe. And I'm just, like, it sucks, dude. But I'm so blessed to be here. And, like, I feel more alive than I think most people ever feel in their entire fucking life because I'm able to do this. It's so not like, why do I have to do this? It's like, I get to do this. I get to feel this shit in my legs. I get to feel... When you're walking like, out into the, into the ring, what does that feel like? It's nerve-wracking, but it's That cool means to you're alive. Right. You know? Yeah, right. It's like you manufacture your own... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You manufacture your own stresses and, like, and, and, and anxieties, but... Like I said, I think a lot of people just don't do that. They don't do that enough. They don't put themselves in shitty situations where they're forced, forced to um, overcome some like some type of adversity. And like me, I may, I I walk into that. I embrace that and I accept that. And um, like people get complacent. They get in the comfort zone and yeah, they want to stay yeah. in their box. Yeah, you know, the yeah. only way to grow is to step outside of your box every right. once in a while. And, and I'll, say, I'll give a shout out to our uh, our taekwondo coaches that. They always say that. You got to step outside of the box. You do. Have man. to. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's not bad getting kicked or hit in the face, you know. Mm-hmm. Teach you somebody. Teach yourself. you some. I mean, I, th- I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to fight a lot when I was growing up. As soon as I started boxing, I stopped fighting. You have, like, less to prove at that point. Like, once you know how to fight. Right. And you know what you can do. You know you can protect you and yours. Then you just don't feel as obliged to, like, go out there and test yourself. And like, see, you see another alpha, and you're like, oh, I'm bigger, I'm better. Right. Like, you need to do that. It's easier just to walk away at that point. <laughs> it it, like you said, I've got nothing to prove. It is. Here. Just be the be, dude. You can learn how to fight and be nice. Like, just be, be the nice guy that can fucking fight. Sure. I'm a nice guy, like yeah. outside the ring and stuff, right? But you could, dude, I don't know. I just, I noticed that, like, I think a lot of people just need to. Like you said, be kicked, be punched, be strangled, whatever it is. You know, like I reality I do, check. It yeah. is a reality check. Yeah. Like I'm, <clears throat> I work at the UFC gym, right? And Maribel, shout out to them. Um, and like when I first started working there, because I, I I was work I was training at Hammond Box Club at the time, and over there, you know, I get a lot of respect and love and admiration from the kids and stuff, <clears throat> and that's awesome. But like like you said, you can kind of get like comfortable in that, and 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 your ego can kind of inflate a little bit. So I start working at a UFC gym, and I'm around people that could kill me, dude. I'm around, like, DeRay Davis and Coach Rick DeRay, and Coach Jordan. Rick. Those are my boys and my brothers. But, like, I'm around people that know more shit than I do. 
and they could kill me. And like, if you wanted to, you could just strangle me. That is so humbling to be around that. Sure. To know, you know what I'm saying? Man, the first time Rick punched me in the stomach, I was like, damn. Yeah, he's a, he's a heavy hitter, right? <laughs> yeah. I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's awesome. So, like, I, I just, just think it's necessary. So, like, I, I now, after hanging out with those dudes, now I took up jujitsu. So, now I roll every once in a while, maybe, like, once right. a week. I love doing that. But I'm at the bottom. I'm at the very bottom. Sure. I'll get my subs here. And when I sub a blue belt or I sub a guy that's a little bit better, I feel great about it. But I get my ass kicked for the most part. Sure. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a different sport, different technique mm-hmm. itself. You know, it's... It's it's different when you, when you're in a, in a clinch with somebody right. or you're, you're taking a back defense. Yeah, you know you the, the boxing unless you you've got you know top guard on somebody you can just mm-hmm. throw 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 them hands on somebody right right, right? right, right. but the, don't let them choke you out from the from their back that right. that makes up for an issue here quickly. So um, are you are you studying your opponents before you get out there? I try like this opponent I got coming up. I watched like a couple rounds on him. I just try to see. I'm not. I don't necessarily like get intimidated by like, oh, he knocked this guy down, or oh, he's got quick hands, or he's got this, or he's got that. I'm trying to see like attitude and like how he responds to certain situations. Okay, well, he just got hit with this big shot. What's he gonna do? Sure. Is he gonna come forward or is he gonna tuck tail? Um, the flight. Yeah. Like, what's his flight attitude? Flight syndrome, I need know. to see that. Yep. I need to see how he reacts to a body shot. I need to see how he reacts to feints. Little things like that. I'm looking for. I don't really care about the speed or the power or how athletic a guy seems because this isn't the amateurs anymore and I'm going to be fighting, you know, longer rounds or not longer rounds, but like more rounds. And I've been in there with guys that are better athletes than me, bigger, stronger, maybe not faster, but pretty fast. Pretty fast, man. I don't know. And like it, it can wear off. If your conditioning's not there, sure, that shit goes out the window. And that's what Mike's come in. Not only has he made me a smarter better fighter but just like he's giving me the condition to back up those genetic advantages that i was blessed with you know what i'm saying because if you don't have the the conditioning in the wind to maintain it it's kind of useless right you're sharp for like two three rounds and that's usually that was usually what i'd be and after that it fades and that's most people dude i was thinking about the last night i was like that that's that's just as important as like being athletically gifted the mental edge like people that are like just super fucking talented have all the talent in the world but they don't have that other thing that makes them great right. like Terrence Crawford is a good athlete right but what's his biggest asset his mentality his approach to training sure Lomachenko same thing good athlete could do a lot of shit not the best athlete in the world right there's always going to be somebody bigger stronger faster but like his mentality his approach to training and how hard he's willing to work and he's willing to die every time he goes into the gym I think that's what makes that's what makes the best of the legends. Yeah. So the one greats. word, discipline. Discipline. And real quick, on discipline, and since we just talked about UFC gym, and this dude's been waiting for a while, I'm going to bring him out for you real quick, mm. for us. So, Mike, we're going to switch yes, you out, okay? Yep. Yo, come on out. This guy wanted to come see you, man. What? Is that Ed? That's Ed, man. My dude, what's man. up? <laughs> what are you doing here? So as Ed gets a seat here, I'm going to kind of explain, you know, you, you've done a lot for a lot of people. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? And you've inspired a lot of people. Okay. And uh, I'll let Randy kind of fill yeah, in Yeah, so here. when I joined UFC Gym, I, I got the uh, awesome opportunity to, to also train with Ed, and Ed's got an amazing story. And, uh, you know, Ed uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's, and boxing has helped him tremendously. 
and uh, I believe you're a part of that. So I wanted Ed to come on and get you hyped for your next fight. And, and Dang, uh, dude. What a surprise. That's crazy. <laughs> so Ed, I'm happy you're here, dude. It's good to be here. Thanks for coming, Ed. I appreciate it. No, I think um, Ed's a beast. Everyone's always talking about it. Like, we use you as an example when people complain. We use, like, dude, there's no excuse for you to be no complaining. Dude, get off your ass. Just show up. Ed shows up every day, puts the work in, doesn't complain about anything, has the best attitude probably in the gym out of anybody. Because we, we give him shit. We joke. We, 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 you know, we poke fun and stuff like that. It's all love. He pokes fun right back, talks mess back. But, like, as far as attitude and work ethic, um... And open-mindedness, willing to learn. I think Ed is a perfect representative of that. Like, how you should behave. How you should fucking be with with what he was diagnosed with and how your attitude should be just moving forward. And, like, he said it to me a long time ago. He's like, well, it's not like it's... It's not like boxing's going to make it any worse. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I, I have to do something. And Yeah. I mean, I found something I really enjoy. I mean, I was, I was taking rock steady boxing for a while. It wasn't enough for me, so I... Hey, Ed, do me a favor, just pull that mic just a little bit closer to you. So I, I ended up at uh, UFC gym, and ever since then, it's been great. You know, I've done great as far as medication and things I can actually do that I shouldn't be able to do. My, right. You know, my doctors are amazed sometimes at what I can do. Right. Dude, he was doing, you did, you took three dumbbells. Okay, three dumbbells. The shape was like an octagon or a hexagon, whatever the shape is. And they're like this tall. One, you know, the big weight here, pulled, and the weight here. We'd stack them up, upright, three of them. He's got two hands on, on the t- two up front, then one foot on one in the back. Or maybe it's like both feet. And he's bouncing, and then he's doing push-ups. Wow. It's like just crazy shit. Like so you're not, the kettlebell, you shouldn't the kettlebell, be able to do. The kettlebell ones too. Or Which one's that? On the hand, you turn them upside down on the Oh, handle. when you're on the ball and the handles? Yeah. Just shit you should not be able to do. Hey, Ed, I got to say this. Um, <clears throat> on our last podcast, we talked about being the believers and everything happens for a reason. I wasn't sick when I started at UFC gym. And then I met you. We became friends. And I learned everything about you. And then I got sick. And in my darkest times and hours and uh i didn't know you know what the heck was going to happen with me i always thought of you and you inspired me to get back at it man and i appreciate it so thanks for being here it was i mean that was something that was hard for me i mean i've been i was diagnosed when i was 44 i'm 50 now so the first year or so i mean you could probably ask my wife i was probably moody and a lot of things but you have to get yourself out of that and you got to move forward and that's what I finally learned. So now I'm trying to do things that I'm not comfortable with, like especially this stuff. But doing that just to help other people if I can. Sure. And th- this is really kind of a circle of inspiration, right? And it's funny how things kind of come full circle, you know, yeah. uh, with, with, with Parkinson's and uh, finding that the boxing alleviates some of the, the effects <clears throat> of, of Parkinson's. With, right. You know, Caleb just helping out and, and, and helping you along this journey. And then by proxy, Randy comes along and at a dark moment, you're an inspiration for Randy. It just, it's wild to me how, how life works sometimes. Yeah. yeah we've, we've had a few people that come through the gym that had similar problems to me or had some form of head injury and we kind of all work off each other. It's kind of crazy though, that boxing, uh, is kind of a, uh, a relief for, for head injuries. Per se, right? It's kind right. of 
kind of goes right. against the but grain like the here, synapses, right? synapses, like everything going on in your brain, it just, you know, it helps all those signals. You got to, you get your senses have to be, you know, on point. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and the strength training we do helps with it also, the balance and, you know, good core, good, you know, good, you know, a lot of legs and stuff. and Core strength build core, up. Core strength and abs. I think it's really helped me a lot. But everybody uh, look on Facebook and Instagram at the UFC Gym Maryville, and I know Ed's on there. I know he's in the ring with heavyweights. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Sparring, acting crazy. Check it out. So, Ed, what, what kind of advice do you have for uh, – Caleb, as he uh, approaches his December 15th fight. That's I'm what probably, I want to know. I'm probably about the last person. That, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's teaching me. I'm not, you know, I'm not teaching him. I mean, he knows that he's, he's got good people behind him. And But in, inspiration. I mean, you're, you're an inspiration. And yeah, you are, dude. You are. And that, Caleb, too, man. Caleb, too. Oh, no doubt about it. it, it like I said, it, it all comes full circle full around circle. here. So yeah. you were in Crown Point, right? So this is where you graduated high school. Mm-hmm. You had bounced around quite a bit before that. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I've been to like eight different schools, moved around a lot. Um, then I graduated from Crown Point High School. So people always ask where I'm from. I'm just like, how do you answer that? Yeah, uh, you want to go in on, on the – why were you moving around? Um, I think just my my family just wanted to relocate all the time. I don't, I don't know. I was so young. Apparently – I was told that's like a traumatic experience for ch- for children. Like if you move like once or twice again, it's like I can, leaving friends. I'm a, I can, you can tell you right now. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. I was I was uh, my parents uh, divorced when I was nine, yeah. ten. Okay. So they, I was always bouncing back and forth, you know. But um, I moved my seventh grade year. I moved all the way to Washington Damn. with my mom. You don't realize it then until mm-hmm. you're an adult. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, you get some PTSD out of that for yeah, sure. I guess so. I. I yeah, Socially. I learned a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of have, like, for me, like, eight different schools, you start to, like, realize that this is going to sound bad, but, like, you kind of almost people are, like, not disposable, but, like, you just, you get so used to, like, people just leaving, or you leaving, rather, that, like, when people disappear, you're just like, oh, okay. You no, know what I'm saying? No yeah. constant in your life. Yeah, there's say, exactly, right? exactly, mm-hmm. dude. There's no constant, um, which is why I cherish that now. Like, I do, like, anyone that's constant in my life, Dude, I, dude I, I'm loyal to you forever. Like, I, I'll love you forever. Because um, I just, I never had that growing up. So, um, definitely need that. But, no, it hasn't, it has, I don't think it's affected me too negatively. I think growing up, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll show, it'll manifest a little bit into like certain things. But for the most part, I've come out positive about it. You know, like someone told me, he's like, that's a really traumatic experience. I'm like, is it though? Like, I'm having, it happened for me, not to me, essentially. I mean, right. that kind of just has well, to be helped mold you life. to who, who you yeah. are today, though, yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You said it at the beginning of, of this this cast is that you now realize you have nothing to prove. Right. Yeah. So a, a lot of that has to do with those building blocks mm-hmm. moving, where you know you're trying to find that identity, you're trying to find, you know, that 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 group that you know because we're, we're social beings yeah. you know just yeah. we're all animals and you know right, right, when right. it comes down to it and yeah. we're pack animals yeah. so when you're trying to find that it you become the alpha you okay. made yourself the alpha right and that there's something to be said for that okay. and you have some humility with that which is just amazing yeah yeah no i uh i agree man i think um i knew i knew not everybody i guess say that 
It's all right. But, so like when I step in and, and I compete, man, I don't think of it as like me versus who, whoever my opponent is. It's always like I'm battling myself in there. Do you ever feel that way? Like me trying to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm like that with just with training yeah. period, you know, like you're getting tired and it's like, just keep punching motherfucker. Keep going, keep yeah, going, right. keep going, you know, just keep, keep going. And, uh, it's just like a battle to yourself to see what you could do. Like I said, like you got to like manufacture your own stresses and, 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 and trials and stuff. If you're not, then you're not really living. You're not really alive. You got to push, push, push past that. Push past where, like, like we were talking about, like what you're comfortable with. Right. I mean, you guys do that every day. Yeah, when you we, guys show we up to the gym. We hear that every day at the gym, right? Every day. Right. I, tell, I tell them all the time in class, like, you guys are not normal people. Normal people don't want to come here and get their ass kicked. They don't get off the couch. Not literally. Anyone yeah. that wants to come to the UFC gym, nobody's getting beat up, okay? I'm just saying, like, they come and take a killer workout, and it sucks. But is it not the best feeling when it's you walk like out of It's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, when, you, when you get done, man. it's good. But, I mean, we've seen several people. I mean, you got to have a certain mindset, I think, to do any of that stuff. You do. You have and to be a certain type of person. We've had a lot of people come in there. And we've, I've seen people in there for 10 minutes. Yeah. Say, nope, it's done. Hit the garbage the can, blah, <laughs> and then they're or, gone. Or, or, yeah. or just yeah. walk out the door no, straight either up. way. Yeah. Well, you know, they say every day try to be a little bit braver than you were yesterday. Yeah. You know, try to be 1% better 1%. than you were yesterday. Yeah. And just never give up on that. And, and yep. that's really kind of what I'm taking from this conversation, which is just so intriguing to me, is that you have a drive. Both of you guys have a, a drive. Just be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, if, uh, if you could talk to the, the, you know, you're only 24, so I can't say talk to the, you know, 20 years ago to yourself. But if you could talk to the 15-year-old you and be like, this is where I'm at now. That's just amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah. And I'm sure. What would you tell that 15-year-old self? Be gentle, man. Show them a little bit more compassion for towards yourself and towards others. I think it's something I was lacking when I was a kid. I was like a, a meaner, a meaner person. Um, work a little harder. Take yourself more seriously. Yeah, I needed more confidence, too. You know, I, I don't think I was as confident as I am now, and I'm still not as confident as I, as I should be, as I need to be. I notice everyone around me on my team has more confidence in me than I do in myself, and that's just something that I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about. The insecurities that people deal sure, with sure. on the right. We all have them, right? Dude, we do. Competing made me way more confident. Yeah. And it does. I, hey, I'm out here. No yeah. one else is out here. Right. We're here. Yeah. It gives you, dude, and I've struggled with that. Like, yeah. that's, you can acknowledge it. I've struggled with, I've, I've battled with that ego and stuff so much that I was just like, no, I'm just a normal dude. And uh, since I started training with Mike, and you start to realize that uh, the work we're putting in is not normal. It's not, it's, it's, it's actually abnormal. And like, and that's we, what makes you that athlete, man. Yeah. It's the work, yeah. dude. And yeah. I, I was, t- I, I tell, I talk people, talk to people all the time about it. Like people that get mad at athletes or entertainers that are acting cocky or acting like full of themselves. It's like, you guys are taking them too serious too and serious. too literal. Huh. It's just the work that they're putting in. And that's why that they, that's why they feel like that. Yeah. If you worked as hard as they did, if you were locked yourself in a basement and perfected your craft and sacrificed everything for years and years, and then you finally made it, dude, you would be pretty confident too. And it's like that high you get when you're, yeah. when you're done at the end of that day, yeah. putting in them three rounds of training mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, three's a light day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's that chip on your shoulder, right? It I is. Mean, and there's nothing wrong with having a chip on the shoulder when, when, it's, when it's warranted, right? Right. right. And, it, not, and that doesn't mean be, you know, 
doesn't mean be an asshole no, to everybody, no, right? No, it no, just no. means be confident enough in yourself to know that you're putting in the work yeah. to yeah. to be successful. But ultimately, when you step in that ring, you're going to show it anyway. Pretty That's much. It. The work's going to show, right. for sure. And then leave it all out there. So, so I'm going to say, when you win the fight on the 15th, and we're all rooting for you, what's the... What's the meal regimen after that? Fight's over. What's the first thing you're going to eat? First thing. Okay, so, like, you would think I'm going to be starving and, like, just want to eat everything I see. Honestly, after that, after this next week, the fight cut, dude, your stomach shrinks. So, like, I'm eating with my eyes. I'll go out, order this, this, and this. Dude, I'll get full off, like, two pieces of pizza. Yeah, two bites. Yeah, my stomach just shrunk so much. Um, But, yeah, I like sweets. So, probably, like, some cheesecake. I think after last fight, we went out. I got like two giant pieces of cheesecake, um, and I get kind of get full off of that. So this three three months in a row you're fighting? Yeah, three fights in three months. And are you gonna keep that up? Uh, it'll slow down eventually after you start picking up the rounds. So like I'm fighting four rounds, four rounders right now. So you know, eventually start fighting six rounders. So then the space in between your fights, you know, increases. So say I fight a six rounder in like January. I probably won't fight again until March. You know what I'm saying? It just, you just have to take a little bit more time off of me too. I mean, it depends though. Actually, if you if you're getting early knockouts, and you didn't take any dam- damage, you didn't sustain any punishment, then you can just fight right away again. But I, I plan my goal next year is to be by the end of next year, this time next year, ten and zero. It's ambitious, but that's my goal. I got a good team, so that's right. right? So, uh, where can people get tickets to your next fight? Um, you can come to the UFC gym in Maryville. Um, no, no, can you throw that up for his uh, next fight? Yeah, we're located um, off Route 30, a little bit past the mall, east past the mall. Um, you can get them there at the front desk. Um, just come ask for the tickets. You pay there, you get your tickets. Um, for those that aren't in the area, it's uh, Maryville, Hobart area. Right, right across from Albany. East on US 30. Across from the Albany Candy Factory there. East of Interstate yeah. 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can get uh, tickets uh, day of the fight at, at the box office there? Yeah, yeah, you guys can get tickets. Um, but I encourage everyone to get them ahead of time. <clears throat> ticket sales um, help the fighter um, exponentially, their growth and their publicity and their social status, um, being able to put people in seats and know that that person brings a crowd. That helps my career. That boosts me. And like I said, my social status and puts me in better positions in the future. So ticket sales are huge right now for me. Okay. And how many people buy tickets for me to support? So I encourage everyone to come get them ahead of time. Buy them directly from the fighter. If you have a, if you're friends with a fighter, you know a fighter, and they're saying, "Oh, come buy tickets." Don't wait till the day of. Get out there and support that fighter. Buy sure. a ticket to see them. You know, be entertained by them, but but support them that way. That's the that's the best thing you could do for them. So. Uh Mary McGee's last fight was on UFC Fight yay, Pass. Yay. Shout out to the new IBF world champion of the world, yeah. Mary McGee. Mary, we need you to come on, too. Uh, but her last fight was on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. We, you know, how do we get that to happen? Um, I think it'll happen. We just keep putting people in front of me. I keep knocking them down, keep beating them. And um, the right people are going to knock on the door, and we'll be out there soon. So, so to anybody watching this, any, please share this podcast get a hold of Randy or I, and we can uh, put some tickets in your hands to support Caleb and support his journey. Coach uh, Mike. Coach UFC Mike, we Gym. want to thank you guys for, for being on. We want to thank you for being on with us. 
Um, and what days do you coach? Um, I or, teach. I'm there every day. I do a personal training, like private sessions. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I coach Monday, 9 a.m., 12. 9 a.m. and 12. Um, and then I coach Monday or Wednesday, 9 a.m. and 12. So two days a week. Um, but I'm there usually. I'm pretty much there every day, all day. So come in, check us out. Come take a free class. Um, it's a great environment. Um, learn a lot about yourself. And um, it's a great community. If you're looking for community and a fun place to train, it's not Planet Fitness. It's it's nothing like that. If you want to take yourself seriously and get in the best shape of your life, come see, come to the UFC gym. And I speak from experience. If you think your cardio is on point, mm-hmm. you, you think <laughs> you got it, hit that 90-minute boxing conditioning class, and I promise you, yeah, you're going to be I, like, you can say, we, damn. I think we need to get uh, called No No the Wizards, my son that's on the, uh, the audio video there. Uh, he's a black belt in Taekwondo. It doesn't look like it. It looks like a... Oh, uh, don't judge like your book by his uh, brother there <laughs> but uh, uh if he can get a haircut i'd like to get him in there training with you he's actually a, a pretty bad dude come on so in, come on in uh absolutely but i haven't said no no let's let let's get uh let's get these tickets uh sold and and let, let's pack the arena for you and uh, i appreciate you coming yeah. on coach mike ed thank you so much for coming yeah. man i know you stepped out of the, you so your much. comfort zone and i, I appreciate it man and uh, Caleb, dude. So, you're in Nashville, dude. Let's start our own podcast. Both you guys are an inspiration, <laughs> no, no, man. No, not around here. Wait, wait till you get blow up. Then you can start your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can come on whenever you want. We'll, yeah. we'll plug this you. This is a great time. This is so much fun. Yeah. I've never done anything like yeah, this. Yeah. I want to get into it, so this is this is awesome. Well, maybe we'll have to branch off and do a weekly or whatever. A little, a you boxing know. forte. Yeah. You and know, every, every month or something like that, or bi-weekly, we can do a little it. boxing oh, segment. We'll help it. each other out. We'll build it up. I'm so. with it. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys for coming on. Good luck, brother, man. Good luck. I can't December wait to watch 15th. it. We're going to be there. December 15th oh, yeah. and Gary will be there. Right. See you there. All right. Peace. Thanks.